is amazing. Oh oh eh oh oh eh oh oh. This love is amazing. Hello and welcome to the Flow Podcast uh, from uh, the Message Trust. Again, I'm joined as always by Andy Hawthorne. How are you doing, Andy? I'm all right. Thanks, Irene. Yeah. So we haven't done one of these for a little while, so we have loads of cool stuff to tell people about, don't we? Yeah, we've had quite a few months at the Message. Let's kick off by talking about um, Proximity, which is our Eden conference that we do each year. It was just an incredible event, wasn't it, this year? Yeah, it was really exciting. Uh, I remember the first time I spoke about Eden on a big scale was at Soul Survivor recruiting workers for our first Eden team in Benchill 18 years ago. And Phil Wall said to me, Phil Wall, who then worked for the Salvation Army, said to me, one day God's going to give you Gideon's army, Andy. I believe that for the inner cities to see transformation come 300 people. And pretty much there were 300 people gathering in this building uh, for this amazing conference and not just uh, great worship and great teaching, but just tremendous faith that the most deprived neighbourhoods of our nation are going to be transformed. Really, really special time. Landmark, I think. Absolutely. And a bunch of people who'd come um, interested in looking into Eden, signed up for Eden teams as well. So, yeah, really encouraging. And it was completely around the room. We literally yeah. couldn't fit any more people no. in. So I'm not quite sure what we're going to do next year. Yeah, maybe um, we'll do two or maybe we'll do a bigger venue. I don't know what we're going to do or extend the building or something. Good problem but, to have. Yeah, eh? absolutely. Especially because this is unlike any other conference. These are practitioners. These are not just people who are coming uh, interested in the heart for the poor. These are people who are living alongside the poor and the marginalised day in, day out, pouring their lives into them. And we had our monthly prayer day on Monday and it was just so moving actually the testimonies from Eden some of them were great salvation stories and breakthroughs and healings but a lot of them were just people giving their lives to the least and I just felt Jesus smile over these beautiful Eden workers one after another as they shared the testimony so it's a special thing yeah and we always have great speakers come to uh, Proximity every year. So we had Ash and Ange Bark, who we've talked about on the podcast before, um, used to live in Bangkok, now have moved to the UK and are getting involved in our work in the Midlands as well. Those guys are incredible, aren't they? Yeah. And when uh, I was stuck in Bangkok three years ago, uh, when my wife had this horrible accident and Ash was just amazing. I, you know, I didn't know him before that time in Bangkok and he just poured his life into me and helped me and Michelle was in real bad way in this hospital and he was just amazing. And so we, we became great friends, uh, but he was on the other side of the world. And then it's just lovely the way he's moved to Birmingham and he's really getting involved in rolling Eden out around the Midlands and Ange, who's this crazy force of nature. Uh, we're hoping to find a role for Ange that, that, you know, she's working for Oasis, but I'm sure she's got a key role to play maybe as a volunteer or I don't know, just feel like these two have been brought along our path in a lovely way. So it's cool. And we also had the pleasure of having Danielle Strickland with us for, for the whole weekend. And we'll talk about the Hire Tour launch in a moment, but she did the first couple of days of proximity as well. Yeah. And I think you and me heard her last year, didn't we, at New Wine, and we're just totally blown away by her. And yeah. having her come and do the do, do proximity was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. She, I mean, she, Danielle is, is uh, she just works in this context, not only because she's literally probably the best speaker I've ever heard, the most engaging, inspiring, powerful, prophetic voice, but also she lives it. You know, she doesn't just float around on the circuit doing conferences. She's living alongside the poor, pouring her life in. So she really gets Eden. And um, 
I'm sure she should work for the message, but just need God, the angel Gabriel, to turn up at the end of a bed. I think she's called to Salvation Army for life, frustratingly. But so, she's amazing. So people who don't know her, just say, just tell us a little bit about her, because I'm going to play you a clip in a minute from uh, from Hyatt when she's speaking there. But some people might never have heard of her before. So what what's her background? Well, she's a major in the Salvation Army, um, but she was radically saved as a teenager. Uh, got into all kinds of nonsense and ended up in prison actually and uh, and then was totally turned her life around and has grown through the ranks of the Salvation Army and uh, now has a key leadership role within the army and she's that radical I would say like those early pioneers of the Salvation Army and a lot of people have said that the message trust is kind of like a modern day Salvation Army we're not we want to be. Everything in me wants to see the kind of impact amongst the poor and the kind of radical salvation they saw. But so Danielle inspired us with that again, some of that hunger and that passion. You know, William Booth, William and Catherine Booth, of course, it was a partnership when they founded the, the Salvation Army. They founded it with this incredible heart for the marginalized and the vulnerable. And everyone knows that's what the Salvation Army are all about. But Booth is also this crazy evangelist who do anything to win people for Jesus. And and um, at our Urban Heroes event, we might talk about in a moment, I quoted Booth who said, still believes the surest and shortest cut to civilization is salvation. And you can't take that away from the message. The way we're seeing communities transformed is through great community action, social engagement, but also mainly through salvation. Absolutely. <laughs> So, um, so we had proximity, which was the Friday and the Saturday, yeah. and then we had the a launch for um, our higher talks we're doing next year um, on the Sunday um, at the Manchester Apollo. Just tell us why we went to the Apollo, Andy. Well, the message started at the Apollo, so it felt so many things. It feels like it come full circle. Even our businesses, you know, we started in a business. Me and my brother trying to employ some local scallies and give them an opportunity. And and the message enterprise centre feels a bit like that coming full circle. And uh, the message, tr the message eighty eight nineteen eighty eight was when we started doing mission out of our business. And uh, we were back there to launch this higher tour. When once again we're going to stick the lamp on a stand and and proclaim that Jesus is still alive and he's still changing lives. And so um, we we gathered and we were all a bit nervous. You know, we haven't done a big event for a while, but it was amazing. You know, two and a half, something like two and a half thousand people there. Um, and for me, whilst the event was really, you know, I felt one of our best events, one of our most significant events, literally in 20 odd years. But the most exciting thing that happened was before when we gathered a bunch of leaders, we gathered church leaders from around Manchester for a little reception beforehand to share something of the vision for this major youth mission in Manchester next year. And uh, I just said, let's pray together. And we all went to the green room in the bowels of the Apollo. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I just said, look, you know, we're all different churches and there were conservative people there and more charismatic people. And I actually said, and when I said it, I thought, hmm, Perhaps I shouldn't have said that. I said, look, I know we're not all Pentecostals, but maybe we could be Pentecostals for a moment and just pray for the higher tour. And Jamie Hill uh, led us in a song. And then I thought I'd have to go, come on, let's really go for it. But there was just this roar, just this 
crying out to God in unity for the young people of our city, for the night, for the mission of the church. It was just amazing that Jesus would be honoured. And I literally couldn't shut them up. And they were just going for it, all these leaders. It was so powerful. And, uh, and I'm like, Jamie, we need to shut them up because we've got to get going with the gig and start playing a song. Jamie started playing a song. You couldn't hear him. Yeah. It was like they, was, they were just crying out to God. And it was really, you know, it's like the starting pistol was fired for the higher tour. Amazing. Mm. And for those people who don't know quite, obviously, I guess most people know we do work in schools with young people. We take bands in and preach the gospel in school and take RE lessons, all that kind of thing. So that's basically what higher tour is, but on a much bigger scale, isn't it? Yeah, the vision is to try and visit 60 schools and yes, do the RE lessons and the assemblies and, and of course, relevantly, sensitively, proclaim the gospel we can't exactly preach the gospel we can share what christians believe and answer young people's questions and then invite them if they're interested to come to the apollo for five nights i've got the apollo book for five nights in march starting march the 16th and now you know in some ways it feels a little bit like preaching the gospel proclaiming christ boldly especially on a large scale has been off the agenda for the church churches in the last generation got really beautifully engaged in community but you know that sense of thousands coming to christ in one hit we haven't seen that mm. so often it used to be in the days of billy graham and people you know he was just happening all the time in the church well we want to see it again and we want to see it amongst young people we want to start something in manchester and relentlessly for five years go around the nation we're talking to lots of other leaders in other cities to take this higher thing there and come back to manchester again in the next five years to so just keep going could we see uh, a cultural change in our generation as people come to christ and it was really exciting on, on the evening as well, wasn't it? Because there was people, as you say, from right across different types of churches across the city, all coming together to proclaim the gospel to our city. And that was amazing. And one of the things Danielle preached on the evening um, was, was wake up, oh sleeper, let's get the church woken up to actually yep. proclaiming the gospel. Yep. So let's just have a little listen to uh, a little clip from that. What God wants to do, what He's always been doing, what He intends to do is to wake everybody up to the reality of where they're at and the reality of where they could be. He wants to wake everybody up on the inside to His presence, to His love. And love wakes people up. That was the first time I ever remember being woken up on the inside was by Jesus. And I woke up. Now, it was a long journey, detox and probation and getting out of jail and all sorts of things. A long, long journey. But Jesus had this plan for my life and this, this opportunity for me to be part of something. I could not even ask or imagine or dream about what God had possible and what God had planned. But wake up, O sleeper. Rise from the dead. God, Christ, will shine on you. There's a plan that God has. There's a purpose that God has us in this world for. He dreams for you. He dreams of you. He dreams of what you could be doing in the world. He dreams of a world waking up. He dreams of a generation waking up. He dreams of churches waking up. He dreams of whole nations awakening to his presence. This is, part, this is on his heart to do, and he's been waking people, and he wants to wake you up tonight. He wants to wake you up on the inside. He wants to wake you up so that you are fully alert to what it is that he's doing, so you're fully aware of what it is that he has for you, of how much he loves you, of what the plan is that he has for your life. Do you understand what I mean? Wake up. 
what an amazing talk and if you want to listen to the whole talk it's on our podcast actually worth saying along with all the proximity talks as well that we spoke about earlier on all on our podcast so just going to have listened to that on message podcast um so the other things that happen on the um higher evening obviously we showcase some of our bands which is always good fun isn't it because they yeah. they they do a great job and uh, one of the highlights for me was kinetic iv so this is our brand new south african team just tell yeah. us a bit about those guys so there's been four guys over from south africa uh, I guess people will know that we launched Message in South Africa about 18 months ago and it's been flying. I mean, they've got um, amazing prisons ministry reintegration. They've got an ice cream business employing ex-offenders. They've got uh, three Eden teams on the map. Uh, lots and lots of stuff, but they also want to keep that creative gospel proclamation. So four young, well, three young guys and a girl have been over from Cape Town for the last six months being trained up. And I think... Again, they've you know surpassed our expectations, really, just how great they've become within six months of both in terms of heart and character and desire to preach Christ, but also their crazy creativity. So they did a song that was just a beautiful moment. I mean, they weren't planned in to do a song until we realised how good they were <laughs> about two weeks before when they did the first performance. And so we put them in the programme and they just sat alongside our amazing creatives uh, so well so yeah excited about them as they go back yeah so they fly back out in just a couple of weeks now yeah. isn't it yeah another highlight I know for you on the evening and I loved it as well was so we got a new member in at one of our missions teams called Brightline and uh, Lucy uh, sang on the evening and yeah. it was something else wasn't it yeah it was she's a belter she really has this extraordinary voice, Lucy, who's been on our academy. And um, so, you know, uh, we were looking for a new singer for Brightline. And uh, to be honest, she auditioned on at the Apollo and got the job. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, incredible. Fantastic. So um, other things that have been going on. Uh, we had um, BBC Radio Manchester in a few yeah. weeks ago, didn't we? Which was one of those things that, you know, hadn't particularly planned, kind of came out of the blue, really, didn't it? Yeah. And we, you, you probably know, if you, I think we may have even mentioned it on the Flow podcast, that we've had this repeated word over the message about a season of open doors. God's going to open doors that no man can shut and they're just going to fling it open in your face and you're going to see doors open you haven't even pushed. And that was kind of what happened with Radio Manchester, BBC Radio Manchester, secular radio station. We had like three hours based here broadcasting from the Enterprise Centre. Must have been 15 different interviews. Just a whole programme, really, you know, sort of thing you couldn't make up. It was good fun, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. And, and last week we had, again secular newspaper because we don't want to be tucked away on Christian TV and Christian radio and Christian magazines we're, we're, we're evangelists we're meant to be for out there for the people who don't know Christ so to have eight pages about the message in uh, in the Manchester Evening News again beautiful and if people didn't see that they even printed off a couple of thousand extra copies so if you'd like a copy of the Urban Heroes eight-page pullouts in the evening news. We'll happily send that to you if you just get in touch with the message. It will warm your heart, I tell you. It's really good. It's definitely worth looking at. So, as you say, we had our Urban Hero Awards again yeah. this year and another really special evening, wasn't yeah. it? Best one, yeah, I think. Yeah, you know, we've done it, I think we've done it eight times now and it, it felt like the best one. Best stories, best atmosphere in the room, real best engagement from our supporters. It's an absolute, you know, highlight of our year. And... Uh, yeah, a lot of planning, a lot of work, 
And then, you know, once again, you come up to it thinking, oh, is this going to work? This format again. But it really was something else. And, uh, yeah, Michael Ward won. Yeah, let's have a listen to uh, the, that film because we've got a clip of that as well. So here it is. Raised in a travelling community, for Michael Ward, crime was a way of life. And by his teenage years, so was prison. Because we were travellers, we were always travelling around in caravans. And uh, we'd stay in a place for a week. I'd get into criminal activity all around that area and then we'd move on to the next part and do the same thing. And we'd get away with a lot of it and then we'd get caught. We'd have to do a little while in prison but we, it was just normal to us. And then we'd get out and we'd carry on again, get away with as much as we could and go back to prison again for another stint. It was a normal lifestyle. It suddenly got very serious for Michael. When attending the funeral of a family member in Ireland, Michael witnessed the murder of his own father. I felt a lot of hatred for the people who did it. I just wanted to get one of them back. I didn't care which one of them it was. It didn't have to be the fellow who did it. It could be his brothers or his cousins. As long as they had the same surname as him, uh, I th thought in my heart that that's what I needed to do to, to get peace about it. Michael's life became a cycle of revenge and reoffending until on his last prison sentence, a fellow prisoner told Michael that peace could be found another way. He said to me, he said, look at Michael, he said, I'm a Christian, he said. And he said, God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And when I heard them words, it like touched me in my heart and that made me, I just thought, that's what I need to hear, I need to say, I needed to hear that someone loves me no matter what I've done. Michael knew he was a changed man, but up to 80% of young people leaving prison re-offend within two years, even those who find faith behind bars. It was thanks to a regular job with the MEC's building services team, a safe place to live and regular support from dedicated mentors that Michael was able to overcome these odds. I was released from prison on the 6th of June 2013 and um, and the Urban Hero was on the 6th of June 2015, so it's two years to the day that I was released from prison, so I think that's amazing. God's been do doing some really amazing stuff in my life since that. It's been really, really positive. I've had a job every day now for the last 18 months. I got married to my girlfriend. We're nearly a year married now, and uh, God's just doing amazing stuff in our life. Jesus has met with Mike and that's really changed the direction of his life, changed his destiny, because Mike could have ended up, you know, he, he could have ended up in a lot of trouble, he could have ended up being a life, doing life in jail. I'm sure if it was up to him in those early years, he, he would have done that because of what happened to him. But he's not. Michael's life has gone a totally different way, and now, you know, he's, he's not a troublemaker, he's a peacemaker. So that's uh, Michael's story um, and the kind of the evening of Urban Heroes. We obviously share the kind of vision for yeah. the message on that evening as well. And there were kind of two things that you were really um, kind of communicated on that night. Just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, I, I was communicating about proximity and proclamation. They're the two things that I believe brings transformation. So proximity, that was growing our Eden teams. We want to see a dozen new Eden teams in the next 12 months. It was uh, launching a new bus, we're refurbishing a new bus. It was stepping up our prisons work, a new uh, message enterprise centre worker every month to just keep that, getting alongside the most vulnerable 
um, in the name of Christ, seeing disciples from the margins. That's a key part of our work, but also proclamation. We were presenting the higher tour um, where we're going to, you've heard about it in the next five years, believe, could we see 10% of the young people in our schools genuinely knowing Christ and following him? It's a massive goal. We might not do it. It's not going to stop us having a right good go. But, you know, I said that's a new 900,000. You know, our budgets are growing anyway, but this is all new stuff we want to do. And so I, I put the word out, you know, we need another 900,000. We ain't got it. God's going to prompt people like you. So even if you're listening to this and you weren't at Urban Heroes and you want to partner with us, you don't regularly give to the message, please, you know, again, get in touch. And uh, it would just be great to see in this season. We've just done our budgets uh, 37% growth in the next year. It's all a bit, ooh, ah. but uh, it's going to it's gonna come through people. And in a year's time, I believe we'll have an amazing testimony of God's provision again. As we do every year. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. another thing you've been doing is um, mentoring a whole load of evangelists. Yeah. And, uh, and other people are starting to do that around the UK as well. Just tell us kind of why you started doing that. Yeah, it was... Um, one of the you know the the uh, year of open doors moments was in the Lake District. So I went away for a couple of days, and uh, in Isaiah sixty it says you know that the Lord's uh, opening the gates and no man will shut them. They'll be open day and night. But also at the end of that chapter it says the least will become a thousand, the smallest a mighty nation, and it's talking about multiplication. And I felt the best thing I could bring to the higher tour was actually not to preach at the big gigs, much as I'd love to but to mentor a bunch of younger evangelists who uh, both in terms of character and spiritual disciplines, but also in terms of what kind of gospel we need to preach to produce disciples. And uh, there's a load of, in my opinion, funny ideas of the kind of gospel, and certainly a funny gospel, soft gospel, easy gospel that's being preached that's not the scriptural gospel. So I wanted to get a bunch of young guys around me what is the gospel and how do we share it relevantly with young people? We've got all this crazy creative arts that gets alongside young people. But the key thing is that's just a platform to proclaim Christ. And so I've got these 12 guys around me, but the key thing with them is I want them to be ready within 12 months to gather 12 around them. And that's why I'm doing that. So hopefully we'll have 144 in 12 months time, but there's also other you know, leading evangelists around the country who are starting to gather people. And so maybe we'll have hundreds of young preaching evangelists, a viral movement to see this shift in youth culture. Um, sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds amazing. Yeah. And yeah. and, and uh, one of those um, is the guy who runs CVM, isn't it? Um, and you're going, you're going to speak at their conference, aren't you? Yeah. Transform Conference. So, so you- sold out three and a half thousand men. And uh, I mean, they do all sorts of crazy things, blow up cars and I don't know. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Carl Beach is a bit of a nutter, but he's also one of us. He's a he's a great evangelist and a real down to earth guy. So, yeah. So I'll be there. Um, yeah, uh, 28th, is it, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, 28th of June is yeah. that. And, yeah. and obviously we're at New Wine again this year, so if you're yeah. kind of uh, around at New Wine, come and say hi to us. Uh, you're speaking both weeks, I think, aren't you? Uh, no, I'm speaking this the, the second week. First yeah. week, I'm speaking the first week. Okay. And uh, But then I go off to speak at a Salt and Light Transform conference, so I've got a bunch of other things I'm doing right. over the summer. So, yeah, looking forward to it, as well as getting some holiday. Yeah. We were praying this morning, actually, in our team time 
just about. We want this. Yes, it's right to have some rest, but we don't want to take a foot off the gas this summer. We want to see a, a wave of academy students. We're, we're looking towards our largest academy course ever. We want to see lots of people sign up for Eden, lots of new financial supporters, lots of prayer supporters, because we're not going to do what we, uh, we've got planned next year without all that happening. And, and this summer's a key time for that, I think. Yeah. Um, some other kind of be worth letting other people know as well about some of the other things that we do here. So um, if you live near uh, us here in Manchester, we do a thing called Thursday Night Live at the MEC, which is always brilliant, isn't it? Live music. Come along to that. You can find out all the information about that on our website. Um, and then later on in the year, we've got our Message Vision Night. So 21st of, Mo- of November, um, we're launching our Message Worship album there. We've got loads of other things going on that evening as well. It's going to be a great night, isn't yeah, it? It is, indeed. And uh, one of the funny, well, it's, it is kind of funny, Rivers and Robots will be playing. Rivers and Robots are a couple of the techies from the Message who've put a worship band together. And uh, they're just blowing up. I mean, they're just lovely, sweet. They're just you know sweet yeah. worshippers and uh, and they've formed this worship band and loads of labels around the world and loads of the top worship leaders I saw Matt Redman writing about them saying his favourite worship song at the moment is there is from Rivers and Robots and yeah. and I thought oh I will listen to that and uh, I just typed it in Rivers and Robots and uh, this song this one song has well over a hundred thousand hits on YouTube, and they're not even trying these lads. They're, but they're, so they're getting this incredible buzz, just and it's the Lord. It's and it's their hearts and this music that they're making from this sweet spirit is really touching people. So you need to check Rivers and Robots out. And November the twenty-first, alongside lots of other people, the vision, the launch of the album. It's going to be an amazing night. Yeah, it's going to be really good, isn't it? So it'd be always good to get people to pray about things that we're kind of involved in. So obviously we've talked about loads of different things that people can pray for. Is there any sort of specific prayer needs for you, Andy, at the moment? Yeah, you know, life, I've often said life is a roller coaster. It's not a roller coaster, actually. It's twin tracks side by side. I might have stolen this off Rick Warren, but it's, it's, it's tremendous breakthrough and opportunities like we've never seen before and salvation and disciples and the poor getting blessed, but also it is tremendous hassle and opposition and difficulty and financial pressure side by side. Satan hates what? the message you're doing uh he hates us proclaiming christ boldly pouring our lives into some of his generals he hates that and uh, so there is all sorts of opposition and we need people to pray and our battle is not about can we get the finances in or our battle or can we get the open doors into the schools or our battle is in the heavenlies primarily you know praying people are our greatest resource so please pray for the message like never before pray for protection pray for gutsy faith and determination to keep going when the going gets tough we'd really really appreciate that we're also hosting a very special prayer meeting we'd love you to be part of thursday july the 16th at king's church in the center of manchester it's a higher prayer meeting you'll be able to hear about the higher vision meet the team and pray as we look to step up our raise our game in terms of mission right across manchester and birth something here in manchester that spreads all over the uk Um, Yes, it's important that we pray as individuals. It's important that we gather. It's a great opportunity. Thursday, July the 16th, if you can possibly be there, do be there and spread the word. Thanks. And if you don't get our regular mailing, which is a a different um, prayer request for each day, 
throughout the year and even that you know i'm sure you'll find that inspiring if you don't get that please get in touch with the message ring us or email us and we'd love to send you that absolutely and you can always uh, follow us as well so if you want to follow andy on twitter he's at andy h message i'm at ian robottom and you can always follow the main message one which is at message trust and we're we're always kind of putting information on there follow us on facebook as well we're we're always kind of sharing stories and testimonies and all that kind of stuff on there as well so well i think we're coming into land there andy so thanks again for joining us and uh, it's always a pleasure to do this and hear some great stories about what god's doing in people's lives thanks so much yeah god bless cheers and thanks for listening in everybody and thanks for your support in so many ways you know this is a team effort This love is amazing